This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Bessler. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler. Are you divorced or do you know someone who is? It's hard to find anyone these days who, if they haven't been themselves, don't know at least one person who's gone through the dissolution of a marriage. My guest this week is an expert in this type of change. Divorce transformation strategist and best lawyer in America honoree, Rebecca Zung, empowers savvy, discerning, and insightful people to break free and be transformed in all aspects of their lives. Since 1999, she's been revolutionizing the conversation about divorce and has been privileged to guide thousands who were stuck in divorce, drama, trauma, and chaos to step into lives of freedom, possibility, prosperity, and purpose. She is continuing to serve now through her Delete Alt Control Divorce Reset Masterclass system. Author of best-selling book, Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide for achieving emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom, Rebecca is also acknowledged by her peers in the judiciary as one of the top 1% of divorce attorneys in America. In her book and keynote presentations, she shares the lessons that she learned in her own transformational journey, starting as a college dropout who married at 19 and had three children by the age of 23 who was divorced by the age of 29 to becoming one of the most highly respected and celebrated divorce attorneys in the country, as well as a best-selling author, successful entrepreneur, and keynote speaker. A sought-after major media contributor, Rebecca is comfortable speaking to intimate groups, arenas of thousands, as well as national television and radio audiences about empowering ways to take life by the tail and win. Her perspectives are in high demand by television and print outlets as she appeared in Forbes, Newsweek, Time, Dr. Drew, NPR Talk Radio, Good Day New York, and CBS Bay Sunday, among others. Today, as America's divorce transformation strategist, she is beloved by people all over the nation for taking them from the depths of despair to the power of what's possible. She inspires and empowers everyone to achieve outcomes beyond their wildest dreams by sharing her behind-the-curtain knowledge, methods, and strategies in her group leverage programs and her prestigious retreats for navigating any divorce or life transition and coming out on the other side victorious. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Let's go back to when you were 19. You dropped out of college and got married. What was going on for you then? <laughs> um, I don't really know other than, you know, I was 19. Um, can I just use that as my excuse? I mean, um, <laughs> I, I think it had to do with, um, I was born to, uh, my dad is Chinese, my mom is German, so I, I always joke that I have no fun genes at all. It's all like, you know, work hard, very organized. Um and my dad was a doctor and, you know, kind of the typical tiger dad, I think. And, and he was putting a lot of pressure on me for school and, and you know, and I, I had graduated second in my class from high school. And I think I was just 
looking for a way to rebel. And my version of rebellion was to get married and have three children by the time I was 23. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm grateful for the experience for a lot of reasons. Um, the biggest reason is that I have my three children who, uh, and I, I now have another one with my second uh, husband as well. You know, um, so I'm grateful for that. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just decided to get married and it seemed like a good idea at the time. Mm. What, were you, what were you planning to study in college? Did you have a career goal in mind or were you just going because your, your parents made you go? Um, as far as college? Yeah, because you dropped um, out, so you dropped out yeah. to get married. So was there a plan, or um, was it just, yeah, I'll go because I have to, but then I'm looking for a way to get out of this, so maybe I'll just get married. <laughs> um, I think I wanted to finish college. I, I think I always thought that I would finish college. Um, I don't, I, you know, gosh, it's so hard to think back, like, what I was thinking because um, – Obviously, you know, I, it wasn't the smartest choice, but I, I think that I did want to finish college because I did end up finishing. I mean, I finished when my kids were three, four, and five years old. So after I had them, I went back almost immediately and finished. Um, but you weren't sort of thinking, I'm going to be a lawyer, and then you got sidetracked by the marriage and kids. Like, was that in your plan at the time? Um. I do remember when they announced in my high school that I was the salutatorian, that they asked me what I wanted to do, and I did say I wanted to be a lawyer at that time, but the, the goal became far, farther and farther away after I got married and had the kids, and um, it was only after I decided that the marriage wasn't going to work uh, in my late 20s that I decided... Uh, to go back to law school because it was really a survival move. Um, you know, I kind of joke and I say, you know, at the time I wasn't going, wow, this is going to be a great divorce transformation story that I'll be able to tell someday. I mean, <laughs> right. it was like, oh my God, I got these three little kids. I'm a teacher. I'm making like $26,000 a year. My ex-husband had no money and how am I going to support these kids? So law school seemed like a good idea. Um, and I, at the time I was living in Florida and the university of Miami had a night program at the time, which they don't even have anymore for their law school, but thank God they did. So I was able to teach during the day and, um, you know, I was home with my kids from like two to six in the afternoon. And then um, my ex-husband would watch them when I had class from like seven to 10, he would put them to bed and, um, I would study till like two in the morning and start all over again the next day. Um, I was a lot younger then, so, you know, I didn't need sleep as much and, uh, it was really just survival. Like I just kept this focus that I knew I had to do something to support my kids and myself. And so that's why I did it. Well, it seems to have worked out well for you. You are acknowledged by your peers to be in the top 1% of divorce attorneys. When yeah. did you decide to focus on divorce? And did you start out sort of traditionally and then your, your approach changed? Or how is your approach different than a typical divorce attorney? 
Oh, I think that there's a lot of differences. Um, So just going back to your first question, um, I certainly didn't plan to become a divorce attorney. Even when I started in law school, that was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, Although when I did my divorce, I most certainly didn't know what I was doing uh, because I, I, we did the divorce before I became an attorney, but I happened to meet my husband, who's now my current husband, my second year of law school. He was a year ahead of me. And, and then in my third year of law school, he had already started a job. So I went with him to a state attorney's dinner. He was a state attorney. One of the judges was married to a woman who was the top divorce attorney in Florida at the time. And she and I had a lot in common. We were both half Chinese and both of our fathers were doctors and all these crazy things. And so it was this weird kismet twilight zone moment. Uh, And she just offered me a job and and the rest is history. I, I just started working for her while I was still in law school. And that's how, and I, and since then I've, I've practiced only that kind of law. I've never practiced any other kind of law. Uh, last year, I made the change to, well, I would say five years ago, I wrote my book, Breaking Free, A Step-by-Step Divorce Guide to Achieving Emotional, Physical, and Spiritual Freedom. I wrote that book five years ago, and that book was the catalyst for me being on a lot of the TV and, and radio interviews that you mentioned And that was really what started me with thinking I wanted to come up with a way that people could have more access to divorce resources. Traditionally, people can only get really, really good representation or really have access to to the best resources if they have lots and lots of money. The average divorce costs a minimum of $30,000, which is kind of crazy when you think Yeah, when you think about there's a new divorce filed every 13 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's that's, um, depressing. (laughs) I know. It's staggering, really, when you think about it. So so I created uh, BreakingFreeFromDivorce.com, which is Breaking Free From Divorce Incorporated, which I, I now offer resources, videos, all sorts of things for people to gain access to quality, reliable information. So I, I would say the difference between me and most divorce attorneys is that, it, it, you know, I really have this mission that divorce can, can be an opportunity for transformation, can be an opportunity to create a new life. Mm. Yeah, you are America's divorce transformation strategist. What does that mean? Like what sort of transformation? Well, I start with my own story, and, and that is that I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I wouldn't have written my book. I wouldn't have had the career that I had. I mean, there's so many things in my life that wouldn't be, have manifested had it not been for my divorce. And um, so many people that I've spoken to over the years, either the people I've represented or people I've spoken to, have said the same thing. You know, I mean, it's, it's very hard to change. Nobody likes change as human beings. We, we hate it. Um, but yet it is where the periods of growth are. Um, it is only in those times of, of difficulty that we 
um, challenge ourselves and become a better version of ourselves a lot of times. So, um, you know, shifting your perspective about divorce and, and, and realizing, yes, it's traumatic and it's hard and it's painful and it's all of those things. There's no doubt about it. But shifting your perspective on it and saying, okay, how can I use this? How can I make this an opportunity for myself to, to clear negative energy out of my space and make room for positive and make room for new? As you mentioned, you are the author of the best-selling book, Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide for achieving emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom. Give us some tidbits from the book. What are one or two surprising insights that people will find there? Um, Absolutely. So the first thing I want to make sure I don't forget to mention is that for your readers, I'm offering a special they can uh, go to breakingfreethebook.com, just breakingfreethebook.com, all one word, and get a free copy of my book. They just cover a small shipping charge, and they can get a free copy of it. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Oh, great. Um, so there's a couple of different insights. The way my book is laid out is I have the emotional aspects of things first, and I go walk through all of the emotional Uh, stages that people go through in divorce. Then I walk through the legal aspects. And yes, I do give information on the actual procedure and, and basic nuts and bolts of a divorce because I am an attorney. And the last section of the book is your spiritual freedom. And um, the book is very unique in the sense that most books either talk about just the emotion or just the legal aspects Most people don't realize that all of this stuff is happening at once. And the thing that um, I really like to point out to people is that there's something that I call the divorce paradox. And the divorce paradox is that during the most traumatic, awful time of your life, divorce is always at the top of the list is the most traumatic things that can happen to a person. You have to make the most critically clear decisions of your life. You've got to be able to make decisions about your money, your home, your kids, your business, your, you know, all of the things that mean the most to you, because whatever decisions you make, you're going to have to live with, and that becomes the foundation for your future. And, and so it's really quite this paradox that, you know, you, you don't get to just wallow in the pain or the emotion or the sadness or the anger or the resentment, you have to like get that all put aside so that you can make critical, clear decisions. So I think that that's one of the reasons why my book is super unique. And that is that I help people through understanding the emotions. And then I also offer meditations and affirmations and exercises to actually work through the emotions so that they can think clearly and make the right decisions for their lives going forward. Mm, So a more holistic approach to sort of just this transitional period. Absolutely. Because we we are whole people, aren't we? I mean, you know, it doesn't ever get separated out. You have a program with a great title, by the way, called Delete All Control Divorce Reset Masterclass System, a play on the old Control-Alt-Delete to reboot your computer. 
I'm sure there's a great story behind how you came up with this name. Um, you know, that's funny that you should ask that. You're the first person who's ever asked me how I came up with that name. So, um, what happened was I was walking with a friend of mine on the beach and she was one of the producers of the Today Show years ago. And, um, she's like, you know, I love what you're doing, but you need to come up with a great name. And so I had just said, how about control alt delete? And she's like, oh, I love that. And I actually came up with that, like, right as we were still walking. And then I started talking to my cousin and he said, well, why don't you do the delete alt control? Because then you end with control. And I loved that because I thought, okay, delete toxicity, consider your alternatives for the alt part, and then, um, you know, take control of your divorce so you can reset your life. So um, that's how it, 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 it evolved. And um, it's, it's a unique program. No one else is doing anything like it. But, you know, traditionally... A divorce attorney, the system has been built on the divorce attorneys knowing everything. Knowledge is power. The divorce attorneys had all the knowledge, therefore they had all the power. And, you know, what my program does is put power into the hands of the people so that they can ask questions. You know, maybe ask questions that the divorce attorney doesn't even necessarily ask them. Maybe they're thinking of things now that they wouldn't have. Um, rather than just completely and blindly trust that they know what they're doing. Mm. Divorce is usually a really unpleasant time, as we've been talking about in most people's lives. How do you help them get past the hurt, the anger, the disappointment, and the grief to reset and come out, as you say, victorious on the other side? So the first thing um, is, and this is where we get into this, what I call the spiritual freedom, which is not necessarily, you know, the woo-woo spirituality piece. It's just more like, although I do, I do personally believe that divorce is very much a spiritual process um, as far as clearing out negative energy and that sort of thing. But um, what I focus more on in my programs and in my book is you know, the forgiveness, the laughter, finding your passion, declaring who you are with integrity and as a matter of your word, and then living into that new future. Um, you know, just to give you an example, um, I recently saw Stevie Nicks in an interview and she was saying how when she was like 18 years old and at San Jose State University, she would put on her very best, coolest rock rocker girl outfit that she bought at like a thrift store or something and walk across the campus and think to herself, don't you people know who I am? I am a rock star. How do you not know that I'm a rock star? And of course, she was no nobody knew who she was at that point. Um, but she had she had manifested it in her own mind before um, anybody else knew it, and and that's how it has to go, you know. So I teach people how to declare who they are as a matter of their word, and then live into that. Mm. Yes, it is definitely transformation happens from the inside out. It does. It does. People don't understand that. You know, it's not like, uh, 
everybody thinks that, you know, somebody's great and then they, they go, oh, well, I must be great because everyone thinks I am. You know, it, it definitely happens the other way around, but it's hard for people to remember that. Another big piece of, of what I teach is, is um, forgiveness, which a lot of people don't want to do, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, I don't want to forgive that SOB, you know, that means that he's getting away with whatever he did. And, um, you know, what I teach people is that it has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with yourself and you not carrying this, this poison around and expecting the other person to feel the effects of it. So, um, so forgiving just for your own self and I mean, the other person doesn't even have to know. Um, and, and then having gratitude, you know, even in the hardest, most difficult trials of your life, there's always, always something to be grateful for. Um, whether it's your health or, you know, a kind person next door or whatever. I mean, there's always something and, and by, by, Focusing on your blessings, it, it opens the door for more, more blessings and more positive energy to come in. Mm, I completely agree. And especially the forgiveness part, which is the hardest thing, as you said, for people to um, sort of get to because it, it is about you, right? It's not about the other person. And whether you forgive them or not has nothing to do with whether or not they, quote, get away with it, right? And all you're doing is hurting yourself when you hang on to it because obviously they don't care, <laughs> you know? Um, and so, yeah, forgiving them and also forgiving yourself for whatever, you know, how could I be so stupid, you know, all those other things that come along with sometimes some things that happen in a divorce situation. Yeah, and, and so part of that also is taking responsibility for whatever your part was in it, which a lot of people don't necessarily want to do either. And a lot of people don't even want to hear you say that. Um, but, you know, we all are, unless you, you, you agree that you can, that you're, you are the person who controls your own destiny, and therefore you are responsible for how, wherever you ended up to be, um, you're never going to be able to feel like you have control going forward in the future. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Yes, responsibility for your own actions, and uh, even if they may have been unconscious, um, we yeah. are kind of all responsible for where we end up and then, and then we have to forgive ourselves and be grateful for the lesson that we learned. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a process though. I mean, it doesn't happen all at once. Um, you know, a lot of people have a lot of guilt as well. Um, and, and that's not, that's not a, a positive emotion either. And, and negotiating out of guilt is a huge mistake a huge mistake um, because, you know, sometimes people end up giving away way too much. Um, negotiating out of any kind of uh, emotion that's negative like that is not a good idea. Right. And do you help people sort of like with a piece about the kids? Because, I mean, oftentimes it's, it's difficult to navigate that with the children and how to make this a, a, as positive an experience for them as possible. 
Yeah. Um, one of the things that I say all the time is to definitely keep the kids out of it. Don't use them for support. You know, I mean, kids have a tendency to take blame upon themselves, even though it may seem completely irrational. Um, they may say, oh, mommy and daddy are getting a divorce because I didn't clean up my room mm-hmm. um, or something like that. I mean, it may seem totally, totally irrational to, to us as adults, but but they sometimes do process things that way. Um, you know, I didn't behave enough, so therefore they're getting a divorce or, um, you know, I made it too stressful or whatever, or, you know... The other thing that I see a lot more recently, which is awful, is parental alienation, where one parent, you know, wants to get back at the other parents, so they try to turn the kids against the other parent. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it happens, but, you know, it really is a form of child abuse. And I know that sounds really strong to say that, but parental alienation really is a form of child abuse. When you're trying to, when you teach your children to hate the other parent, which they're half that person, you're basically teaching them to hate part of themselves. And the the statistics are clear. Kids who've been alienated are more likely to have panic attacks, more likely to have depression, have poorer grades, drop out of school, pregnancies, teen pregnancies, drug abuse, all sorts of things. It's just terrible. I mean, you think that you're winning because you've got the kids to hate the other person, but what you're doing to your children is um, unconscionable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've never actually heard it phrased that way, but you're teaching them to hate part of themselves. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I mean, healthy kids have healthy relationships with both parents. And so, you know, the more that you can be mature about it and say, you know, I don't love that person anymore, but that person is the father or mother of my children. And, you know, and you chose to procreate with that person. Um, so that that's the parent of, of your child. So treat that person with respect, regardless of how you feel. Mm -hmm. You also lead luxury retreats. Tell me about those. Um, Well, this is something, you know, that I'm just getting into. And that is, you know, for some of the the people who, um, who uh, participate in my programs or who are my clients, um, they, they want to take it a little bit further. They want to take it a step further. They want to have an opportunity to share with other people and be uh, in community with other people who have had the same, similar experiences. And so it's an opportunity for people to do that. Um, sometimes I, I don't even necessarily have to do it through a retreat. You know, I had two different uh, gentlemen clients recently who's both had wives who are uh, borderline personality disorder who are trying to alienate the kids from them. And so I asked both of their permissions if, you know, if I could introduce them so that they would have an opportunity to have male support. And they both were grateful and immediately said yes. And so, you know, it's just part of the spirit of my mission 
which is to help people through this process in whatever way will serve them the best. Mm. What percentage of your clients are male versus female? I would say it's probably 50-50. I would say that the online, you know, as far as my my in-person clients that I I, I still have a law practice in Florida. Um, I I live in LA now, but I go back and forth. And, um, but I would say that as far as the online programs, it's probably a little more male which surprises me because when I first created them, I thought it was going to be more for females. But I think what's the way it is, is that males, men don't tend to reach out to others as much. They don't tend to share as much. And so they're looking for ways to be supported through the process. That's maybe a little bit more incognito uh, a little bit more convenient as well because, you know, the way my programs are designed, each of the modules are broken up into, you know, two to five minutes snackable bites uh, so that they can watch, you know, a, a little segment while they're sitting at a traffic light or at the doctor's office or whatever. And, um, and I think, it, you know, they're seeking ways to be supported through the process that, doesn't necessarily force them to share or air out their dirty laundry or talk to people, that sort of thing. Mm. So you do still represent people in divorce court. How do you decide if you're going to take someone on as a client? Well, because I'm doing so many other things now with my online programming and I do a lot of media stuff, I'm actually founding my own podcast uh, in the next couple of weeks. so because I do so much of these other things now, I, I uh, uh, sometimes I bring in the clients and my partners will handle them um, if the client is okay with that. Sometimes I stay involved to a certain extent. Um, I have certain clients that want me to stay involved more so, uh, but obviously I can't take everybody. Um, so a lot of times my partners will handle uh, the, the clients. I do have a client, for example, who's um, who's getting ready to have a big trial in September on a custody matter, and he has specifically asked for me to fly back to Florida to handle the trial, which I've told him that I would. So it, it just depends. Um, I think it's good for me with all the other things that I'm doing to still keep my hand in it and still be current in it so that I can, um, you know, continue to have credibility as I'm out talking to people like you that I am still a practicing attorney. Something just occurred to me and I don't know if this ever happens, but have you ever had a circumstance where, I assume people can just join your program or, or you know, watch your online stuff um, without application. Have you ever had a circumstance where both the husband and the wife were in the program at the same time trying to figure out how to have a better divorce? Yeah, I wouldn't even know. I mean, you know, the, the beautiful thing about my program is that it's pretty anonymous. They pay... Um, and so, you know, I guess I could go in and look and see who 
charged what, but then they create their own membership area within my website and uh, they watch within the membership area. They don't have to download anything. The, the charges come up on their credit card statement as the online store. So I wouldn't know, and it would be no conflict because I'm not representing the people who take these courses. Um, it, these are just resources for them that are available. So it would be the same as if both parties happened to order my book and read it, you know. Um, I wouldn't know, but then they would both be educated and they would both uh, have the, the, the proper information, which maybe would help them to settle the case a lot faster. Mm. So we're at that point in the program where I have to ask you, what is one book or resource besides your own that changed your life that you would recommend to people? Um, there is definitely a couple, but one of the ones that uh, I recommend a lot to my clients is The Four Agreements. It's a short, easy read. It's, you know, maybe a couple of hours, but it's, it's four agreements that you keep with yourself. And one of the ones, especially in divorce, that I, I, I remind people a lot of is to not take anything personally mm. because the way people treat other people good or bad it has a lot to do with the way they feel about themselves and so you can't take that personally um so that's one of my favorites awesome if someone wants to find out more about you your programs and services maybe book you to speak to their audience how can they do that well, my website is RebeccaZung.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-Z as in zebra, U-N as in number, G as in George. So RebeccaZung.com. The programs are available at BreakingFreeFromDivorce.com. And, um, and just a reminder to your audience who would like a free copy of my book, it's BreakingFreeTheBook.com. Great. And if they want to recommend your book to others or maybe want to mention it, is it available on Amazon? It is. It's available on Amazon as well. So what's next for Rebecca Zung? I, well, the thing that I'm doing uh, right now is I'm getting ready to launch this podcast, which is going to be called Breaking Free, a modern divorce podcast. So you definitely look for that. Um, and I'm also spreading the word about these, um, the, the delete alt control masterclass system. Excellent. Divorce attorney extraordinaire, best-selling author, successful entrepreneur, and keynote speaker, Rebecca Zung. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Divorce is a huge change for anyone, whether it's something you view positively or negatively. I like Rebecca's approach that divorce can be transformative. 
I believe that's true of any big change in our lives. It's an opportunity, an invitation to a new adventure and a learning experience that we can use to up-level and reset, evaluate our priorities and what we want our life to look like, and take that clean slate and turn it into a work of art. If you are experiencing change and want some help envisioning your next adventure, I have a few openings for a one-hour Artful Insight consultation, and I'd be happy to help guide you to your next adventure. Send an email to me at outlook.com with the subject line Artful Insight, and I'll email you back with all the details. If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. Follow the show to be reminded of upcoming episodes and please tell your friends. What's your story? If you'd like to share it on this podcast to inspire others, please click on the link on the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. This week, I'll leave you with a quote from the one and only Oprah Winfrey. Every day brings a chance for you to draw in a breath, kick off your shoes and step out and dance to live free of regret and filled with as much joy, fun and laughter as you can stand. You can either waltz boldly onto the floor of life and live the way you know your spirit is nudging you to, or you can sit quietly by the wall, receding in the shadows of fear and self-doubt. You have the choice this very moment, the only moment you have for certain. I hope you'll join me next week for another interview with an inspiring guest. Until then, cheers to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at ewnpodcastnetwork.com.